I start at page 24. Promotion of harmony and mutual respect amongst religions. It is declared in unambiguous terms in the Holy Quran that it is not only the Muslims who stand firmly by the truth and admonish and dispense justice righteously. Amongst the followers of other faiths, there are also other people who do the same. This is the attitude which the entire world of religion must adopt today to improve the quality of relationship with other faiths. Religious peace cannot be achieved without cultivating such broad-minded, magnanimous and humanely understanding attitudes towards the people of other faiths. Referring to all religions of the world in general, the Holy Quran declares, وَمِمَّنْ خَلَقْنَا أُمَّةٌ يَهْدُونَ بِالْحَقِّ وَبِهِ يَعْدِلُونَ Of those we have created, there are a people that guide men with truth and do justice therewith. The Universality Concept Since time immemorial, many philosophers have been dreaming of the moment when mankind can gather as one large human family under one flag. This concept of the unification of mankind has been entertained not only by political thinkers but also by economists and sociologists alike. But nowhere has the idea been pursued with greater favor than in the domain of religion. Although Islam also shares this view with other religions, some having highly ambitious programs of world domination, within this apparent commonality, Islam stands distinctly different in its attitude to the aforementioned ambitious claim. This is no place for developing this controversial theme further and to enter into a debate as to which religion has actually been commissioned by God to gather the whole of mankind under one divine banner. But it is very important for us to understand the implications of such claims by more than one religion of the world. If two, three, or four powerful religions have long established historical traditions simultaneously claim to be universal religions, will it not generate monstrous confusion and uncertainty in the minds of all human beings? Will their mutual rivalry and struggle for domination not pose a real and substantial threat to world peace? Such movements of global dimension on the part of religions are a matter of grave concern themselves. But to add to that, the danger of such movements falling into the hands of an irresponsible, bigoted and intolerant leadership means that the risks will be manifold and more real than academic. In the case of Islam, unfortunately, there is widespread propaganda to the effect that Islam promotes the use of force wherever possible for the spread of his ideology. Such words emanate not only from opponents of Islam, but also from medieval-minded Muslim clergy. Obviously, if one religion opts for the offensive, the others will have the right to defend themselves with the same weapons. Of course, I do not agree and strongly reject the notion that Islam advocates the use of force for the spread of ideologies, but to this aspect, I will return later. Let us first examine the rationality of such a claim by any religion of the world. Can any religion, Islam, Christianity, or whatever you may call it, become universal in its message, in the sense that the message be applicable to all people of the world, whatever their color, race, or nationality? What about a host of different racial, 
tribal, national traditions, social habits, and cultural patterns. The concept of universality as proposed by religions should not only transcend the geographic and national boundaries, but should also transcend time. So the question would be, can a religion be timeless? That is, can the teachings of any religion be applicable with equal fitness to the people of this age, as well as to those of a thousand years ago and a thousand years hence? Even if a religion was accepted globally by the entire mankind, how could it be competent enough to fulfill the needs of the future generation? It is for the followers of every religion to suggest how the teachings of their religion propose to resolve the problems discussed above. However, on behalf of Islam, I should like to summarize very briefly the Islamic answer to these questions. Islam as a universal religion the Holy Quran repeatedly makes it clear that Islam is a religion whose teachings are related to the human psyche. Islam emphasizes that any religion which is rooted in the human psyche transcends time and space. The human psyche is unchangeable. Therefore, the religion which is truly rooted in the human psyche becomes unchangeable by the same token provided that it does not get too involved with the transient situations of man in whatever age as he, as he progresses forward. If the religion sticks to those principles which emanate from the human psyche, such a religion has the logical potential of becoming a universal religion. Islam goes one step further. In its uniquely understanding attitude, it describes all religions of the world as possessing this character of universality to some degree. As such, in every divinely revealed religion, there is always found a central core of teaching, which is bonded to the human psyche and eternal truth. This core of religions remains unchangeable, unchangeable unless, of course, the followers of that religion corrupt that teaching at a later part of time. The following verses illustrate the case in point. وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءَ وَيُقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَيُؤْتُوا الزَّكَاةَ وَذَلِكَ دِينُ الْقَيْجِمَةَ they, the people of the book, were not commanded but to serve Allah, being sincere to him in obedience and being upright, and to observe prayer and pay the zakat. That is the religion of the people of the right path. So, Set thy face to the service of religion, turning as one devoted to God, and follow the nature made by Allah, the nature in which he has created mankind. There is no altering the creation of Allah. That is the right religion, but most men know not. In view of the above, the question may be raised as to the wisdom of sending one religion after another with the same teaching. Further, one may wonder why Islam claims, in relative terms, to be more universal and perfect than all the previous religions if all had the same unchangeable universal teaching applicable to human beings at all times. 1. In answer to the first question, the Holy Quran draws the attention of mankind to the indisputable historical fact that the books and scriptures revealed earlier than the Quran have been tempered with. Their teachings were corrupted by a process of gradual amendment 
or new elements were introduced through interpolation until the validity and authenticity of these books and scriptures became doubtful and questionable. So, the onus of proof that no change whatsoever has been effected, of course, lies on the shoulders of the people belonging to such religions. As far as the Quran goes, it occupies a unique and distinct position amongst all religious books and scriptures. Even some of the staunchest enemies of Islam, who do not believe the Quran to be the word of God, have to confess that the Holy Quran, without a shadow of doubt, remains the same unchanged and unaltered book which was claimed by Muhammad wasallam to be the word of God. For instance, there is otherwise every security, internal and external, that we possess the text which Muhammad himself gave forth and used. We may, upon the strongest assumption, affirm that every verse in the Quran is the genuine and unaltered composition of Muhammad himself. Slight clerical errors there may have been, but the Quran of Osman contains none but genuine elements, though sometimes in very strange order. The efforts of European scholars to prove the existence of later interpolations in the Quran have failed. It is a completely different domain of controversy as to which book was authored by whom. But the same book whose authorship by God is challenged by the other people of the book stands witness to the fact that not only the Torah and the Injil, collectively the Old Testament and the Gospels, were authored, were authored in part by God himself, but also other books belonging to different religions in other parts of the world were, without question, also authored by the same God. Only the contradictions one finds in them today are man-made. Need it be said that the attitude of the Holy Quran is by far the most realistic and conducive to peace among religions. 2. As to the second question, the Holy Quran draws our attention to the process of evolution in every sphere of human society. New religions were needed not only for the sake of restoring the fundamental teachings of older religions, which had been mutilated at the hands of man, but also, as society evolved, more teachings had to be added to previous ones to keep up with the pace of progress. 3. That is not all. Another factor at work in this process of change was the element of time-related secondary teachings which were revealed to meet only the requirements of a certain people or period. This means that religions were not only made of central cores of unchangeable principles, but were also dressed up with peripheral, secondary and even transient teachings. 4. Last but not least, man was not educated and trained in divine instructions in one single stride, but he was gradually carried forward step by step to a stage of mental adulthood where he was considered fit and mature to receive all the fundamental principles which were needed for his guidance. According to the Quranic claim, a secondary teaching inseparably based on everlasting fundamental principles was also revealed as a part of the final, perfect and consummate religion, that is Islam. That which was of a purely local or temporal character purely local or temporary character was abrogated or omitted. That which was still needed henceforth was provided and retained. This, in essence, is the Islamic concept of religious universality, which Islam claims to possess. It is for man to investigate and judge to compare the comparative merit of different claimants. Now, once again, we turn to the question of such religions which have set themselves the goal of global ascendancy. Clearly, Islam does entertain such 
ambitions. By way of prophecy, the Holy Quran declares that Islam is destined to emerge one day as the sole religion of mankind. He, it is, who has sent his messenger with the guidance and the religion of the truth, that he may cause it to prevail over all religions, even if those who associate partners with God do not like it. Despite its commitment to the promotion of peace and harmony between various religions, Islam does not discourage the competitive dissemination of messages and ideologies with a view of gaining ascendancy over others. In fact, it sets the ultimate ascendancy of Islam over all other faiths as a noble goal, which must be pursued by the adherents of Islam. Speaking of the Holy Father وسلم, of Islam, the Holy Quran states, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ جَمِيعًا الَّذِي لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ يُحْيِي وَيُمِيتُ فَآمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ النَّبِيِّ الْأُمِّيِّ الَّذِي يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَكَلِمَاتِهِ وَاتَّبِعُوهُ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَهْتَدُونَ Say, O mankind, truly, I am a messenger to you from Allah. I am a messenger to you all from Allah to whom belongs the kingdom of the heavens and the earth. There is no God but he. He gives life and he causes death. So believe in Allah and his messenger, the prophet, the immaculate one, who believes in Allah and his words, and follow him that you may be rightly guided. However, to preempt frictions and misunderstandings, Islam prescribes a set of clear-cut rules of conduct which guarantee fair play, absolute justice, freedom of speech, right of expression, and the right of disagreement for all alike. I stop at page 31.